boys gotta start first. <laughs> See, yeah. Okay, it's like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my bad, you were doing already. <laughs> it wasn't as great as it was in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a bit dead. It's burned up with us. Bloody idiots, get out of my face. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. Well, why does always have we're to go first? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So welcome to another episode of No Shade Pod. It's your girl, Kia Aubrey. It's my own royalty. And we've got a guest joining us remotely, virtually. (laughs) (laughs) Introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Kia. You might know me as Kay on social media. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how to introduce myself. I'm really bad at that. I never know what to say. Yeah, yeah. I like you put on the spot. Yeah, I never know what to say. Yeah, but um, Kia's from the Pennies to Pound podcast. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're just going to have a little chit, 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 chat, a little chewing um, yeah. about money. Oh, wait. Before we start, yeah. Yeah. Akira, we're on episode 60. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, a little, a little virtual clap. Woohoo! <laughs> I told you we're gonna hit hundred next week, boy. Because no, we definitely hit probably by the time this is over. Listen, it's actually yeah. crazy. It's crazy, but yeah, how's everyone yeah. doing? I'm good. I'm not too bad. I feel re- I feel refreshed this morning. I feel good. Very good. That's good. Yeah, I feel I'm alright actually. I took my braids out this morning. I feel like yeah, I keep forgetting I cut my hair. So whenever I take my hair out, yeah, I'm shocked at the length, and I'm like, oh, duh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's growing actually I can't even lie it's like a mini afro okay that's good yeah so we thank God for growth but I'm good I'm actually good that's good yeah. how are you girl I- I'm good as well I feel like I'm very awake today I'm like ready to go very like let's get today moving you know I want to be productive today I don't want to have a lazy day because the weather is making me feel like I want to stay in bed do you know what? Yeah, it's sunny because I have to go out this morning quickly as well. Mm. It's sunny, but as soon as the sun shifts, it's winter. Yeah. The sun is just for light and occasional heat. But as soon as say you get under a shade or something, or the sun just moves. Yeah. It's dipping cold. Yeah. It's cold on my side today. Is it cold? Um, I think I need to like stick my hand out the window. I'm, I'm not too sure. It, it looks all right, but it probably is cold as well. Yeah, it looks all right. And then you go in a t-shirt and you're feeling Yeah, I, I, I probably have chills. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's breezy as well. It's quite windy. Oh, that's not fun. Come on, I'm at I home. Know. I feel like we get a nice balance, though. I I like, I'm at home. I want sun. What else do you do? No, but do you want sun when you're, when you're at home? Well, yeah, I can go outside, have a little stroll. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true, that's true, that's true. Do you know? Show the world I'm still here. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you go out in the sun like if you go out for a walk and when it's proper hot I just feel like every two minutes feels like an hour yeah because even when in the sun like I worked what was it was it Thursday mm. it was so hot on Thursday and honestly I felt like I was going to die like I actually felt like, like a camel <laughs> die because yeah. I was like this is actually unbelievable yeah yeah no I get what you mean because I was feeling because I think it was that day that I think I had a cold as well oh yeah and I was like oh my gosh I, I felt like I was feverish or something and the weather was just doing too much I shut my laptop you know I said I'm not working today I'm really sorry but the thing is, I didn't even tell anyone so if they catch me it's all over but I I'm said, screaming <laughs> <laughs> I said I can't I'm make so it myself like no it was actually wild 
but I can't even lie that I like it. I'm here for it. Like I love, I just love the sun being out. Like I love spring and summer, apart from the hay fever because I am a victim. But oh, apart from that, when I tell you I have so many health struggles, I've got asthma, I've got hay fever. I said, goodness me, oh, I can't sleep. I need glass. I'm like, what chance do I actually have? <laughs> Such a joke. But yeah, what's on the agenda today? Um, so first things first, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. So basically there was a video um, that went viral, I think last week or so, about this guy, this black guy. Um, and he's basically talking about how like, I think he got rejected. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he got rejected um, because he basically has a budget for mm. like, when he when he wants to go on a date, he has a budget of like certain, I think he's got a budget for dates and stuff. And then basically, oh, yeah. um, um, basically a girl, I think rejected him because the restaurant that she wanted to go to was out of his budget. And then a lot of people basically saying like, oh, like, is he broke for like doing that? Like, and stuff like, why is, if you want to go somewhere, like, why does it have to be on like a certain budget? budget. Like, mm, does it make him broke? Or like, I don't know. Cause for me, it was like, I get why he would do that, but he, I don't know. I feel like for me, maybe he's not my type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. Like, um, do you have to think about okay you do have to think yeah but it's for me it's like you're not broke but you're not my kind of cup of tea you want him to woo you you want him to just be doing splash 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 that's what you want is <laughs> but does he be broke though or does it is he, like is he being smart i think for me when i watched that i, I thought it was kind of interesting um me personally i don't think he's being broke i think he shouldn't have told the girl that the reason they can't go is because he has a dating budget and that goes over it. I think that's a bit... If someone told me that, I'd be like, what the hell? Exactly. What does that even mean? But I think... Like, if you, if you put it this way, look, you guys maybe have been on one day. I think he said with this, this woman, he'd only been out on one date with her. So you're getting to know her. Why am I going to break the bank for someone I might not even be talking to in two weeks' time, a month's time? Yeah. Did you see what I mean? Like, if, 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 you know, that was my boyfriend and now he's saying that, I'd be like, okay, well, you're, you know, you're my man, no? But this, you're just dating, you're probably dating other women as well. She's probably dating other guys. So it's kind of like, well, I can't be giving everyone, you know, $100 treatment. Yeah. I'm to pick and choose. Do you know what? I can't lie yet. I feel like this might sound very weird, but I didn't care. Okay, I own my truth these days, okay? <laughs> but I think that's attractive, you know. If a guy said to me that um, I'm going to take you here because I've got a dating budget, I actually think that's attractive because it lets me know you're smart with money because I don't like guys that spend like, frivolously and stuff yeah. do you get me I like to know that you can that you save and stuff that you can um I don't know I just like I like to know you're financially responsible so if yeah. a guy I will find it I think I tweeted it as well actually and I was like that's he sounds like a smart man to me I don't feel like I don't think it's broke I don't, I don't think it's broke because a lot of people that we think have money don't actually have money exactly yeah. so no shade but I think <laughs> I think that it's just a smart way. I do think that I do agree with you. I don't think he should have told like, told her mm. because I just think that it's unnecessary. It's not information I needed or would have done anything for me. I think he just said could have just said, "Oh, we're gonna go here," and yeah. But also that I've always said anyway. I've said a few episodes now, yeah, that guys are actually at a loss when it comes to dating because imagine going on first dates. Like as women, look how many first dates we go on, yeah. yeah. And imagine a guy going on first dates. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But that's why you have to be selective with the type of women you choose to go on a date with. Obviously, not every single person you go on a date with is going to end in um, 
engagements and weddings but like you have to be selective and know that you know what there is maybe some sort of potential in this person that I'm choosing to go on a date with otherwise you'd just be spending 150 100 and the thing is dates don't even cost 50 pounds anymore you know depending on where you go but I don't know what on average the the, the dating I don't know spending average is but I, I feel like it costs a bit more than that so like you have to be really selective in the type of um you have to be selective in terms of the person that you choose to go on a date with because you have to know their kind of taste. And if a guy came to me and said to me, oh, I have a dating budget and uh, this month, you know, <laughs> I, I can only spend £20, I'd be like, sir, deuces, go and find somebody else who'll be okay. <laughs> don't come and tell me. Because to me, it's, it's, I, have a, I have a notion in my head that, like, you're somebody that could, you, you might not be, but you could potentially be tight with money. And that's one thing that I don't like. So I think I think you guys are right in the sense that he shouldn't have told her. but. I don't know. Yeah, he shouldn't have told her, I guess. Do you know what I think as well? Yeah, I feel like it makes it awkward as well if you tell someone that. Because imagine you're on the table now, yeah. and you want to order a young prawns, but you're thinking, mm, <laughs> get garlic bread. <laughs> yeah, no, it does make it really awkward. Like, she doesn't need to know that. You can just say, you know what, my budget. If if you just said my budget as opposed to my dating budget, because that makes me think, rah, okay, so you're dating multiple women and you can't take me out. Mm-hmm. That is a reality, but you yeah. don't want to know that. You know what I mean? You, I yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. the same. I can't lie. Because yeah. I felt like, oh, so like, you spent all the budget saying that the last £10 is what you want to take me out, <laughs> out yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, or can you imagine, like, he's been on a previous date and he went over his budget, so he now has to minus your one. What's the bitch? No chance. <laughs> no chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I will actually cry. That is, do you know how funny that is? I mean, that's how I've only got £20 left for the month. Uh, McDonald's. Oh, my God. I'll be screaming. <laughs> I'd actually be so angry. I'll actually be Not so nervous. nervous. You know. Okay, what'd you say? No, I'll be so nervous ordering something. I'll be shaking. I'll be like, can I, can I, can I, can I have the cocktail? <laughs> you'll be so nervous ordering something because you don't want to go over. He would tell you to drink water. Man said cocktail. Water, mate. And he'll be like, tap water, please. <laughs> you can't even get no bottle. That's actually wild, you know. But I do yeah. think that, but then at the same time as well, I feel like guys are more likely to say stuff like that because I'm sure there's a few guys who do stuff like that. Because, like, you know, sometimes some women go on dates and then they um they go as if, and they eat as if they've never eaten in their lives ever. And they go and eat all the food that you know you in your bank account, you don't have on a normal day the money to order it. All of a sudden now you've got fancy taste buds. So I feel like I can get why you might say that. So it's like, don't try and come out and think you're going to get the week's meal with me. But it's actually mad. It's actually very mad. So mad. I don't know, so what, would you advise people to have, like, a dating budget? 100%. I mean, yeah, if, like, if if that is something that, that you do, then you don't want to be blowing £500 a month taking these different girls out. You want to at least say, right, okay, cool, I want a date, that's perfectly fine, Um, but maybe I'm going to stick to, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what guys spend, but let's, let's say I'm going £200 a month. I don't know. I really don't know. Um. So then, you know, within that budget, at least it'll maybe it'll make you even be more discerning with who you pick because, you know, you know what? The, the funds are limited. So I can't be picking any girl because she looks nice. She has, has actually has some substance. I actually want to go out with her. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I'd do. Yeah. If I was a guy anyway. Some people are like, oh, if you're broke, you shouldn't be dating. And then some people on the other hand are saying that if you're like broke, people deserve love as well. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I don't understand why, why everyone's yeah. being discriminatory. Me, I, if I like you and the the money isn't there like that, we'll go to Nando's. I don't mind. I I know a lot of people are opposed to that, but if I actually like you and you're telling me you know what money's a bit tight, but I still want to take you out, 
oh, let's go Nando's, mate. It's all right. Mm. I don't mind. Do you know what it is, yeah? With the broke people shouldn't date thing, yeah? I'm a bit of, like, two minds. I do think, like, say you don't have a job, you don't have this, you don't have that, as in, like, you're broke. Not broke in the way Twitter says, because Twitter, if you don't earn more than one million pounds, you're broke. So <laughs> that plays the joke. But I feel like if you actually, where you are in life right now, you don't have a job, like, you're literally just about making ends meet. I do think that, I don't think you should be dating. Obviously, you deserve love, yeah. But I do think that dating is expensive. It can be. Most times it's expensive. Even if you're going to do park, like how many times are you going to do park a museum? Like, you've got to go somewhere to spend money. But I do think that you should have other priorities. So you can like someone or whatever, talk to them, blah, blah, blah. But I would, I personally would prefer someone hold off in a relationship, to be in a relationship with me and say, I'm just trying to get my, sort my finances and blah, 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 than for me to get in a relationship with you. Now you're asking me to loan you money every other day. Like, that's just how, on that one end I'm like okay you should have other things on your mind like you should be trying to get a, a job and all that kind of stuff mm. but on the other side as well I'm like listen everyone deserves love so if you want to get love get love yeah because I feel like sometimes it can because I can only imagine like being with someone that like maybe his his job is not doing he's like he hasn't got a job or something and like he's trying to actively date and stuff and like I feel like sometimes it can be a bit you can it can put pressure on the other person because it's like you want to do things but then it's like you kind of feel a bit like you don't want to put that person person out of their like financial I don't know like their monthly you know things that they're doing you feel you you kind of feel like oh I want to do this but then it's like oh I can't or like you kind of feel yeah you just don't want to put too much pressure on that person so for me I just feel like if you're in a position where like you're not working and you know, you're just living month, 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 every month, you're just depending on some sort of money to come in for you to survive, then you sh- you definitely should not be dating. Um, but then again, there are some women who don't mind, like just every day come to my house, come to my house, come to my house. But for me, I just feel like if we're dating, we need to be actively, you know, d- doing stuff that we can just gain new experiences, make new memories and stuff. And I just feel like I personally couldn't be with somebody who wasn't working and stuff and then still wanted to find love like work on yourself first and then love comes because you know what it is here there are people who aren't like who haven't in who are not in the best financial um position but they're actively trying to better that and then you just got bummed and I'm sorry I hate to admit this but dating a bum is is it is stressful okay especially looking at someone I'm not actually your wife like so I actually don't owe you anything so I feel like if I'm like if, if you're like not in a good financial position and you're actually trying to get better you can date like go on but if you're just a bum because there are lots of men who like to just live off women it's actually alarming Mm. if you're just a bum and you have nothing to bring to table and you're not even trying to bring anything to table you're just happy to sit there and have someone have your woman um, act as if she's your mum you actually have no business dating I'm sorry you you have other worries to be worrying about than love yeah, true, true. I'll give you that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you should. Yeah, I think love and money are very two two things that I don't know if they come hand in hand. But I don't know. You know, because on one hand, I don't know. I thought actually no. I say that I know that the highest um cause of divorce divorce is is um to do with like finances and stuff. Mm. So it can. Yeah, it actually can. I feel like because a lot of yeah, because like couples and stuff, like stuff I've watched with couples and whatever, when they break up and stuff, or they want, or there's pressure in the marriage, 
sometimes has to do with money. Most times actually has to do with money. A lot of time, most, I can't remember the figures now, I probably should have Googled it, but um, I know that the, the leading cause of divorces is to do with finances and stuff. Mm. So it kind of does, you know, I feel like maybe you might underestimate it in relationships. Yeah. Because think about it as well, like, you know, sometimes, say for example, you've got a partner and your partner loses their job. You're thinking, I mean, you're going to think it's, it's temporary kind of thing, but anything could happen. I mean, yeah. Tyler Perry wounded us so many times that like, anything could happen. And then over time, over time, that pressure is going to be in you. And if you've got kids as well, goodness me, mate. Yeah. A whole household with one income. And, oh, goodness me, that's stress. That is actually true. That's wow. I thought that kind of yeah. segue to um, another thing that I want to talk about, actually, as well, was discussing finances in relationships. Because mm. I, I was watching, I think it was Patricia Bright, who yeah. got married, she, she got married to Mike, and then, so, for people who don't know who Patricia is, um, she's a YouTuber. And she lives you need to get to know her, actually. <laughs> excellent black woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. So she, um, yeah, so she got married to Mike, and then she basically didn't, they didn't discuss finances until they actually got married. So, during their wedding, they both were like, oh, we're going to put this amount of money in, I'm going to put this amount, but they never actually knew what was in each other's bank accounts until they got married and I thought that was quite interesting because I don't know if I'd actually go that far to then find out how much you've got in your account I, I can't do that because I can't be the financial backbone of the relationship yeah and <laughs> I can't be the financial burden of the relationship so I need to know what where we stand yeah mm. I could be thinking yeah I'm good I've got x amount in the bank and he's triple what what I, I'm earning then all of a sudden I feel like I'm a bum like I'd, I'd rather have some sort of idea during the relationship Mm. um to mm. then know where we're at obviously he could be earning three times what I'm earning and be perfectly fine with that and be perfectly fine to pitch in more than I can mm. uh, but equally mm. it could be the inverse and now I feel like right so I'm I have to not not only carry your kids clean the house you know bring in the money but I also have to make sure that that you've got some extra clothes on your back because you know you haven't got enough money to do xyz like I, I don't know if I can d- find that out on our wedding day or like yeah. after I went in, I feel like I need to have some sort of guideline before so I can make that informed decision. Yeah. But the thing is, it's, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, I feel like, do you, do you know what, I feel like, oh, yeah. I don't know, because I have been, I feel like I have been, It is something that... Sorry, go ahead. How do you what? No, I said go ahead. Oh, um, girl, I don't forget. Just go. <laughs> oh. No, I was just saying, yeah. That I feel like I personally I haven't got, gotten that far into relationship where we have to talk about finances, but I don't know. It's to me, I feel like it's just awkward. Like, how do you come up with a conversation to be like to basically like how much have you got in your account? Like, how much do you earn? I just like these are really invasive questions. I mean, do you know what? I I I don't know. Like, I've my ex. Um, we were together for a very long time, and there was one point where. I think I think I, I kind of got the gist that I had more money than him, but not not overly, but I, I kind of felt it. And then randomly at one point, he asked me something like about finances before before I started doing this properly. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, so can you help me out?" And he needs to show me his bank account. So I all, instantly I just saw his balance. And I knew exactly what he had in his account. Okay. And that was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I, I I mean, it, it it was just interesting to kind of know the guideline, and then from there. It was almost like when he was making purchases, I was like, well, yeah, that's a big expensive purchase. I know how much you've got. Like, are you sure? You want to be buying that? Um, but it was it was definitely very interesting. I mean, you're right. It is hard to kind of bring up. But I don't, I don't think it's important. If, if not to say, show me a bank balance, then to at least be like, okay, cool. So, like, how was last month for you financially? Because for me, you know, I was, you know, 
pay wasn't too bad, blah, blah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's hard, but I think it needs to be brought up though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. I remember now. Um, I feel like it's definitely, I feel like it's an awkward conversation to have because it is very, it's invasive. But I do think, maybe like what Kia said, not show each other like, you know, bank balances or whatever. But I do think it's a, um, I feel like, it just needs to be had. And I would say, like, when you get in a relationship, yeah, and you guys feel like you want to take, make the next steps together. Mm. Actually, do you know what? No. I think when you're in a relationship, maybe a few months into it, those kind of conversations need to start happening. Mm. Because you don't want to wait till, like, you're thinking, okay, we need to be able to, we need to get a house or something. And then there's confusion because one person's bank account can't handle it. I do think it needs to be more... um it needs to be normalised and that it's something, a conversation we have more and more, that like we have more of, if that makes sense. But I think it's just, I think it is awkward. I feel, I feel like money talks anyway is awkward. Like I struggle to ask people back for money they owe me. So it's just awkward for me. Yeah. Because like, can you, can you imagine that you really, you're really in love with that person and then in, in your mind, the, the type of lifestyle that they're portraying, you wouldn't, and then maybe like, a year or so later or a couple of months down the line they show you your bank balance and it's like it doesn't equate to that and you're just thinking rah so all these times that you were doing this and you're making all these purchases like this is what you had like so I don't know it's just like then what do you do because do you still like do you then turn around and be like oh by the way you can't do that because it's going to be like because that, that person might feel like you're kind of like micromanaging them and telling them how to use their money and then they I can know, well, I, I, I feel like depending on how it's delivered I feel like it could be shown as like love because there was one guy that um, we were seeing each other for a while and um, I remember we went out like nice restaurant everything the bill came and like he could pay it but I remember prior to prior to the bill coming he basically told me that so he he, he worked freelance he okay. told me that his invoices weren't clearing for another five days but no meant to have already cleared so yeah. he he had never had one before but he applied for an overdraft and got it approved just so he could take me out. Oh. So when I heard that, I was like, no. I said to him, I will pay for this meal. And he obviously, you know, guys are just like, no, I can pay for it. And I was like, no, but no, like, let me pay for this one because, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like they have to have some sort of credit facility just to finance a lifestyle or keep up an image. Like, if you haven't got the money right now, that's perfectly fine. And I feel like this conversation should be more open, like, and I'm, I'm I'm glad he told me that before the bill came because I was like I can cover it. That's perfectly fine. Like I've got the money to do so. Um, but you shouldn't feel like for me or anyone that you should have to take out some sort of credit facility to to give them a lifestyle that that you think that they want. Because I, I even said when the restaurant was nice, we didn't have to come here. If you didn't have the money, we didn't have to come to the restaurant. That was fine. Yeah. I don't know. See, I would have he told me before the before like we even went went there because like stuff like that. I thought like that would just. Like, I, I don't know I think it's a bit irresponsible mm. like, like you told me before we got here but also they're like you could have just moved the date back and just like you know I don't want you to pay um so I'm gonna wait for my invoices to clear and then we can go out do you get what I mean I just mm. to be fair I'm not gonna lie that was my birthday so I think he wanted to just make okay. my birthday in in that sense so so that, that that situation you know isolated that was the reason why um but yeah in general you're right yeah that was a key point. That was a key part of the story, sis. <laughs> I completely forgot that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense then. But I do think it has to be. It should be talked about. But I haven't gone in a relationship um so far deep into it that we have to have conversations about finances. But yeah. I definitely think it has to be had. Like as much as I'm like awkward with like money talk and whatever. I'm gonna have to be unawkward because it's more awkward for me to have to foot the whole household. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
excuse my battle wisely, really. <laughs> God forbid such, honestly. God forbid. Yeah. But then it makes me think, yeah, that maybe guys are actually put under a lot of pressure by women. We live in a society where I feel like women that you know we like to we like nice things you know we like nice dresses our weaves are forty inches and our nails are done like we do you know what I mean so I feel like maybe sometimes guys feel like they have to do things to keep up with but then I feel like also so there are some guys that when you look at their lifestyle it's like whoa okay you've always got the newest trainers that are coming out you've got this do you know what I mean so and then I don't really feel too bad for them because if you know that you don't have the financial capacity to take me to Pakistan then why have you now taken me there and then now you're going home thinking oh man I didn't know it was going to come to this much do you know what I mean you're you're having all these yeah. marks in your head when you, because you wanted to show me that you two you can you can eat good yeah it's true I've always said yeah that I feel like boys um boys go to have more peer pressure than women do because I feel like with boys, it's like you have a peer, you have the peer pressure to be strong and to act like you know you're bad and you're not weak when you're in school, all that kind of stuff. That you're cool enough, you got cool shoes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also, the older they grow, then the older um, the older they get, they also got that that pressure of you know you can get girls, you can you get what I mean like that kind of pressure as well. And then it's like when it comes to like dating and stuff as well, you need to be able to show that you got you got some kind of money. Obviously, thankfully, not every guy you know. Um, bites into that that pressure but even look at the guy the, the scenario we gave about the guy and he's just spending he's got a budget he just budgets mm-hmm. and people are like you're broke so do you know what I mean so I do think that guys definitely have a lot of pressure when it comes to like image stuff and but again like a question like I don't feel sorry for you when I see you buying all sorts of trainers and stuff like that because I feel mm-hmm. like the older you get you should be able to have some kind of sense to stand your ground and should not be peer pressured into nonsense if you don't want to be but I don't understand. For me, I don't. I mean, personally, anyway, I don't find I don't like materialistic guys. It puts me off when all you're coming to do is just brag about what you have and what you drive and da da da. da. It just puts it just really sends me off. So, but I feel like a guys definitely are under more pressure when it comes to like finances and stuff. Like even like we're talking about um the average money you spend on dates and stuff. I feel like average for women is probably fifty, but average for guys is probably one fifty because them cocktails be expensive. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like yeah. they just have that that provider um, pressure on them a lot of times. But honestly, what can one even do? That's the battle they need to fight because I'm fighting off women battles as it is. That's true. Yeah. I think you just you just got to do what you can do when it comes to dates and you just got to think, if it's not coming, if it's not going to affect, like, I don't know, your monthly rent or something, or it's not going to affect your the things that are coming out every month, then go for it. But, do you know another thing, actually, yeah? People need to just l- not live the way they see online. Because a lot of times, yeah, people, like, a lot of it, a lot of the pressure, sorry, but you're putting that pressure on yourself. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, you're looking at um what people, what you think people have and this, and then you're trying to compete with the Joneses. This time, the Joneses don't probably even own what they have. Do you get what I mean? So I feel like a lot of times, you need to also just stop looking online. Like, just because this person's got these trainers or this person's got this kind of car or they just bought their first house or whatever, Stop racing against people who don't even know that you're their competition to you. Yeah. And do, do you know what's interesting as well? I've actually spoken um, to like a lot of my male friends. And I think, yes, the, the, as you guys mentioned, there is this thing where, you know, upkeep for a woman is quite expensive and guys feel like they have to kind of like assume that role when they come into, you know, a woman's life. But I think in interestingly, actually, there's, well, from what I can see anyway, there's definitely an increase of women who want to make their own money and women who are going off and 
you know, smashing it in their fields and like whether it's tech, whether it's, you know, clothing, hair and beauty, whatever it is. And then they're bringing in their own money. They're bringing in thousands. They're bringing in Ks mm. doing their own things. And now guys are like, I want to, ch- you know, talk to this woman, um, but she's got her own money and I can't even compete. So how, what, what's the point? Because wh- wh- wherever I could get her, she could buy herself five times over. So mm. I know a lot of guys are intimidated by women who are, going off and being independent and us as women we, we don't see it because we're just like I'm doing my thing I'm making my money and I love it um and then guys are looking and thinking I have maybe just finished uni and I'm trying to find a job but I work at retail and I cannot afford the lifestyle that she probably lives and wants to live mm. yeah. that's a good thing you know because actually if you think about it we've actually come a lot very long way from when women were just solely dependent on men and now today like women are getting theirs and it's actually I can't even lie it's actually nice for the men to actually feel intimidated by women financially because it's like, okay, she's got that. So I feel like that will force men as well to bring something more sub- substantial to the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Another thing as well was, um, I feel like we've touched upon this already, but the whole thing about like talking about salaries and stuff, because obviously we, we all know what happened with the 130K girl and stuff like that. And like talking about... Um, yeah talking about money in relationships but that is sometimes I feel like it can be some it can it can be like a taboo where like you're you're shy to talk about it because you don't if you're in a relationship or in a marriage where maybe the woman the woman is the breadwinner and then it kind of makes you it kind of can make the man feel like you know they're not like we just talked about like they're not you know living up to um them being a man and like they maybe might feel um emasculated or whatever but it's like how do we get how do we get away from talking from not talking about our salaries and making it an open conversation where people um, don't have people calling up their jobs because they were online talking about their salaries and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you move away from it fe- being like a, I don't know, like a, you, you, you're wrong to do, do you that. Know, I, I think that situation, anyway, um, people are just mean and jealous online because there was no need to call up her job or contact her job because... I. I don't mm-hmm. think in that situation it was a taboo topic. I think it was just a shock to a lot of people. A lot of people probably looked at their own finances and said, I am nowhere near that. I have no idea how I could even reach that. Mm-hmm. So instead of me figuring out what skills I can learn, how I can upskill and up, up value myself, um, I'm going to bring someone else down. That's that, 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 that. A lot of people have this very ill, I, I call it ill, sick mentality of bringing someone down instead of building themselves up. And I don't get why you wouldn't. If that was me, because when I saw that, I said, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Obviously, she, she's she's quite a bit older than me, but I was thinking, wow, me, I want to be earning that kind of money, if not more, mm. um, you know, in a couple of years' time. And I realise that's not going to happen overnight, but it's, it was, it's inspiring to see someone, part of my community, and a woman as well, who is smashing it out of the park. So that, that's how I took it, but I know a lot of people didn't take it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's crazy how I saw that and I thought, oh, that's inspiring. And how people can look at that and actually just get negative out of it. You're actually, like you said, you're sick. I see as a sick girl. But I do think that when it comes to salaries, I do think it is unspoken. I don't feel like people talk about, I feel like people don't talk about finances in general in relationships. But I do think salaries, but I'm not going to lie that I'm not telling you all my salaries. Not going to lie. I can tell you whether or not like I'm in a good place or I might tell you what, like kind of where I'm around. Yeah, yeah, the, the the bracket I think is acceptable. So I'm I'm in this bracket. Um, yeah, maybe exactly the number. Yeah, like I'm not gonna have my pay slip and show you every month. One, well, sorry, what is this arrangement here? 
Okay. No, because you know people? there are because even not even just relationships, but you know there are some parents that are like because uh, I saw this thing on Twitter the other day as well, where um so, I think someone asked if you give your if they gave their first month salary to their parents stuff like that like apparently it's like a cultural thing some in some cultures anyway that like they give their oh yeah um oh yeah I've heard about that, yeah to their to their parents or mum and dad and I was just like I don't know like how I feel about that like I get mama you raised me for how many years but. Do I have to give you my first month's paycheck to you? Like no, basically, what the culture is is that you give them your pay your paycheck. They bless the money because obviously that like, they've raised you to a point where you're able to be an independent adult and go and earn money basically. And they kind of just bless you, bless you, like pray for you and all that kind of stuff. And then they kind of take the stack a little bit. They don't take. I don't know actually, depending on people's households, but they don't take like the full thing. So it's not. It's not like you're not going to have any money, but it's just that kind of. Um, it's just. A, it's just got a cultural thing to it. Mm. but obviously I feel like people don't really do that these days I mean I didn't do that I just treat my mum constantly like I just treat her to stuff but I didn't have to do any of that and even when I like I got my first salary and stuff like she's my mum she knew like when I was applying for jobs and all that kind of stuff she should pray for me all the time anyway yeah. but I didn't have to do the thing of like there's my check and then whatever but it's just a, it's just not um, it's not as bad as it sounds basically the point I'm trying to make yeah, yeah. it's more like a, yeah it's not as bad as it sounds yeah because I think for me, the only person who knows um, how much I earn is my mom, and that's okay. it. And that, I think that's the only person. Mom kind of, mom kind of knows like what I'm around. Yeah. And then she'd be like to me, okay, well, you, you start looking when you start looking for a new job. This is how much you need to bump it up by. So do you get what I mean? It's like yeah. and we talk about finances in that way. So it's like that. But the only person who knows the exact figures is the people that pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I agree with that is so funny so dumb. but yeah no I honestly feel like yeah maybe we need to not we need to stop shying away from talking about it and just because you never know who because I feel like for some people it's like you never know who you could help so maybe someone's in the same field as you and they may be earning mm. so much less than what you want and by you telling them do you know what this is what I earn it may it might be encouraging for them to then go and get like um another job that pays this like the same and what they actually deserve to get. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Sorry, I, was say, I, I think that's that's definitely important. Like, you don't necessarily say a figure, but like for example, um, so I've recently kind of gone from working, working to focusing on you know pennies to pounds and working with brands. Mm-hmm. So I have people who reach out to me um, who were just like, "Yo, this is amazing." Obviously, from what I do, and they're like, "Okay, this brand approached me, and this is what they want to give me." Do you mm. think? this is all right and obviously I'm not gonna say how much I I get paid from other brands but I'll I'll, I'll say like obviously I'll ask okay what are you gonna do for them blah blah and I'd be like that's ridiculous like if I was you I would do xyz because only because it's taken me some learning and I've had to look up other people mm-hmm. uh, when when I didn't have any kind of knowledge or any kind of ballpark of, of what you should be getting paid mm-hmm. um that is it, I, I was able to kind of go back to other people and be like no, if I was you, ask them for X amount. If they say no, then trust me, it's not a loss. Um, you know, move on and blah blah. Someone else will reach out and blah blah. So I, I do think it's it's nice to help people on the come up because I I only had about two people around me at the time who actually had that knowledge who was able to tell me. Well, whenever brands would come to me and I'd be like, oh, they want to offer me this much, and they'd laugh in my face and be like, they're, they're mocking you. No, go back and you know ask for this. And I'd be like, well, if I didn't have them, I probably would have been still under understanding myself. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I do think it's important to kind of share that knowledge. In some, in, in some capacity, not, not not necessarily fully saying, oh, I get paid X amount, but you can say, look, in the ballpark that I get paid, that's nowhere near how much you should get paid. Mm. Do you know, yeah, I, I agree with that because I was funny enough, I was going to say about, um, like, I feel like in the freelancing 
industry and stuff I do think that's something that more people can kind of shed light on because I feel like a lot of times as well like people get cheated they get cheated for you know for the for the work they're they're providing to companies or whatever it is I feel like if people most people spoke up about it and kind of just shared then other people wouldn't be taken advantage of as much do you get I mean yeah for sure I agree with that but you know what yeah as well because in the because talking about the freelancing industry like influencer and stuff um I feel like compared to like I don't know I might be wrong but compared to like the American side I feel like in the UK we're kind of like they don't get what they deserve they don't no they they don't I'm just seeing people in America people making x amount of money for posts and then I'm in the UK I'm just seeing like I'm I'm hearing people not getting paid on time they're not getting the, the right money and they're using like one black person for their um campaign to make you seem diverse and things like that. I'm just thinking like why is it that people aren't being paid getting their flowers as people say? Do you know what I'm sorry. Oh sorry. Um no I was gonna say obviously I'm not maybe the type of influencer that we're obviously referring to here, um but as, as someone who's kind of a different type of influencer. Um I, I think a lot of people how do I put it? Do you know what it is? A lot of brands so this this is based on what I've what I've realized a lot of brands will approach you because they feel like they're doing you a favor. They're like, I'm this big brand. You want to work with me, obviously, because of who I am mm. and to be able to say you've worked with me. So even if I give you that, it's little money, um, you'll probably just say yes, because then you can, you can say, you can scream and shout from the rooftops that you've worked with this brand. Mm. Um, and that's what they're counting on in the UK. That's like, and I'm telling you that as that's what I've had a lot of interaction like that from mm. brands. And I think once people actually sit down and realize their worth, then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, it would be great to work with you, but it would also be great to be paid what I'm valued. So yeah. this this is how much I, you know, I I, I believe I, sh- I deserve to get paid for what you're asking me to do. Um, obviously, you can have a discussion. You can say X amount and then they drop it by a little bit and you're like, you know what? That compromise I can deal with, fine. But a lot of people just take what they're given and don't actually go into negotiations where I think in America, they know their value. They're like, that, that's ridiculous. I, I, I wouldn't even think about doing it for that money. And they will go back and forth. Whereas in the UK, we're just like, okay, it's this big brand, you know, this, this amazing yeah. brand wants to work with me. I'll do it for whatever money you want to give me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Because even like with our podcast, like, we'll get emails sometimes from people. And then it's like, bruh, like they'll be like, oh, we really love to do this da, 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 with you. And then I'm looking at, then they'll be saying something ridiculous. Like, oh, but so it's like, is it paid? Oh, no. Okay, bye. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, exactly. well, that's, that's it. That's what you have yeah. to do. I agree with what, um, what you both said because I feel like, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of the influencer um, culture like that. But I do know that in the UK, I'm sorry, in the UK, yeah, growth is slow. Mm. If you look at America and you look at the people, like, you know, in America, like, there are people who we don't even know personally. Like, I will stumble on someone's page here. Yeah? And I will see all the brands and stuff, like all the people they've worked with, and you'll just see like, you know, their lifestyles. And I'm thinking, I've never actually heard of you. But mm-hmm. in America, they're doing stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're doing big things. And they're not like, um, they're not known, known on like a, the way everyone knows like Jackie Aina, for example, right? Or Leah J. But the person will have as much influence as they do. Do you get know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you can see they're being paid right and stuff. I think in the UK, like, I don't even know what it is about this. This is bad vibes because... I feel like we always hear like um like influencers as well complain about um like just how much that just the way they're treated. I feel like what Kia said about um the brands feel like they're doing you a brand uh, doing you rather than you know you helping them as well. I feel like yeah, that is definitely 
massive in the UK. It's that actually is, sad yeah. because that, like that really should be a lot bigger. Like even Patricia Bright, that's why I'm so proud of how far she's gotten because I did really and truly think about it. She could have actually done all of that. She should have done all of that like years ago. Do you it get took me? Her 10 years to get to where she is now. Now, now she, she, she's probably like a multi-millionaire now. Yeah. But it took 10 years. I, like I looked up the other day because I was wondering, so Patricia's amazing. Like, when, when did she start? She started in 2009. I was yeah. like, that's crazy. Even look at someone like um, Jenny um, Jenny Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she, she should be she way I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Say it, Kia, because it pisses me off yeah. every time I see her. I'm thinking, this woman's an OG. Like an I OG. Love her. I love her so much from when she I'm started. Like, but I feel like in the UK kind of stunts your growth. I can't even lie. It stunts your growth. I, I, do you know I, I, I agree. Sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. I'll... No, I, I was going to say, I absolutely agree. And obviously, like, I, I feel like now I've had to, like, move into this world. Obviously, I, I deal with, you know, finance brands, banks and stuff. But I can still see um, the the perception because I've had... Do, do you know what's really interesting? I've, I had um, a brand approach me, right? Um, wanted to work with me. And I'm like, yeah, of course. They want me to create content. Obviously, you know, my page has a lot of engagement, you know, big following. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. That's perfectly fine. And then when when I stated how much, you know, whatever they asked for would be, they they basically came back to me and were just like, okay, cool. But, you know, I feel like you should need to, you need to humble yourself because you haven't worked with like that many big brands wow. um, for like a super long time and blah, blah. And it's like, but sorry, you want to work with me now? Exactly. Why did you come to me then? If you exactly. didn't think I've worked with enough brands, why did you come to me then? Exactly. Well, you you obviously have seen some value from me, and you know that I can bring you what you want. But that's that, that is the mentality of a lot of people that they, they want to belittle you. So then you feel like, okay, you're right. Okay, yeah. Whatever money you want to pay me, I'll just take it. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. And stuff like that. When you think it's actually deep here, because already a lot of people like go through like, um, stuff from like imposter syndrome or or like like insecurities about like you know what they're doing and stuff like that. So when you then have a brand speak to you in that way, you're then thinking actually yeah maybe I'm actually not that, not all that. Maybe I should yeah. just give it. Do you know what I mean? That like, is actually wild. Yeah. But again, these corporations like that's what they do. So they don't have moral code to them. Because when I think about it, actually, you know, like when they're like, when a new product is coming out, say for Nas, for example, and I watch like the vlogs and stuff, do they ever invite anyone from the UK? Not, who's not Caucasian? I don't know. I haven't. No, I, haven't I don't know. I can find anyone. Not, not Nas anyway, no. I remember the, when I watched the Nas one, I think it was the, I can't remember what line it was. And like, even with like Jackie Anna's, um, what's it called? Vlogs. I saw makeup, but I saw Shayla in the background. I saw some other, like, three people that I knew in the background. Do you get what I mean? Because it's just very inclusive. And, do you get what I mean? On that, on that front. Mm. I crazy. feel like one thing I've realised as well, I'm, I may be wrong because I'm not in the industry, but one thing I've realised, I feel like in, the, in, the, in America, I think they they tend to come together. So I feel like, for example, with yeah. I know and um, I don't know if you guys know Alyssa. Is it Alyssa Ashley? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I feel like, for example, when Jackie was like, you know, getting to a meal and stuff, she would have like she would collab with Alyssa to be in her videos, and they would review products stuff like that together. Whereas I feel like in the UK they don't really do that. It's like when one per- when one black person is is noticed by, I don't know, like Makeup Revolution or something like that. They don't help each other and be like, okay, I can bring in my friend as well, who I know that could also, you know, make some money from this, and then we it can make up, it can have a bigger impact. I feel like in the UK, it's like one you see one individual here, one black individual there, like doing their stuff with the Caucasians and stuff, and going on maybe one two local holidays, but they don't. I feel like the only holiday that I saw. 
that was loads of like black people was um I can't remember who it was but it was um it was Patricia Bright, Nella Rose and Mary Musa I can't remember what brand it was and they went on it together and I think it was, <sighs> but yeah I just feel like they don't really come together compared to the to the Americans and I think I think maybe that's where we're going wrong that's 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 like a it's a definitely a very big thing I I think I I notice a lot of especially like I'd I say like lifestyle and beauty influencers I'll go that way um definitely I like I got this deal that's for me mm. um and that's that and you'd be surprised like obviously I, I, I I'm like a finance influencer right but you'd be surprised how many brands will like I'll say yes and I'll work with them and then they'll come back to me like do you have anyone else that we could kind of reach out to and I I am the like obviously I'm I'm not gonna scream and shout it but I will always put people on who will fit the mold and if someone's looking for like a videographer and I my friend's a videographer I'll put my friend on I'll like I'll try my best to put people on because I know that I'm 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 grateful and I'm I'm able and fortunate to have the opportunity where brands do reach out to me and I know hard to kind of get that foot in the door and I was just lucky um, enough to have worked my way up to that in such a short space of time so I will make sure that I can put people on but I know a lot of influencers in the UK are very much like I got this deal look at me um, yeah. and that's that whereas if we came together there will be so many more people and like I, I think you also probably see like on social media people will hang out with each other if they have like a similar following mm. that sense? so there's not really many people who will bring someone who's smaller but on the come up up it'll be like okay we're all big, let's all just hang out together and just all create content together and it's like okay but you can actually bring up other people yeah. um and give them a foot up as well yeah that's when that's what i was gonna say you know i feel like yeah in the uk i mean as i mean as we can all see it's never shade because it's actually reality that is very quicky like people are they like you said they're to like people with this kind of the same following and it's just that kind of that kind of culture i would say but mm-hmm. in america that's one thing I like. I love about um Jackie Aina. So, say for example, a brand reaches out to her. Right, she said that she does this. Or I've seen her do it actually. She like does it on Twitter and whatever. Mm. And say a brand reaches out to her, and she's not it. She's not literally not available to do it. She then would um put them in direction of smaller influencers. Mm. So not even like the ones on her friends are on her level. She would like she pushes small influencers. And I remember one time I can't remember what brand it was for. It might have been Fenty. I can't remember what brand it was for, but basically, Elisa's um, goodies didn't apply. Um, didn't get um delivered in good time. Mm-hmm. And by the time she would have done, by the time it would have got delivered to her, and she would have done her video, it would have kind of died down a bit. Mm-hmm. And so what Jackie Anna did was literally share hers with her. So she sent hers over to Elisa and said, "Okay, you do it," kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like in the UK, like we just don't have that. I just don't think we have that togetherness. Like mm-hmm. even in general, even like in little things. I just don't think that we have that. So, but I feel like when it comes to like influencers and stuff, a lot of people, and I've got to praise you here, Kia, a lot of people don't do what you do mm-hmm. in terms of you have really, you realize how much like the blessings you get and brands that, you know, come to you and stuff like that. And then you share that with other people. A lot of people, like you said, it's like they've got it and they just want to keep it. And also with the UK, with the British culture anyway, or UK culture, we do this thing where it's going to only be one person at a time. To get, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, listen. yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's only be like one. Do you remember like when Alex, um, Alexandra Burke was um trending? Yeah. It was her, and then it was like, okay, Alicia Dixon. I said, like, okay, now do you get me? So it's like yeah. there's not really a togetherness. And what's actually sad is that I don't necessarily blame the individuals, but I do think that everyone has a not everyone, but it's it would it would be nice if everyone kind of looked out for their brothers and sisters. Do you get me? So I feel mm-hmm. like if you're someone who's worked so hard 
on you know building yourself on um, whatever else because you know how much it's taking how long it's taking you because you know the struggles and the nose and the slam doors in your faces and stuff you should out of that want to put other people on but it almost seems like people want people everyone else to go through what they they go what they go through it's like when you ask someone like where's your top from and they're best stingy with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like i don't I remember. remember i don't remember I so I feel like, yeah they don't remember anything so i feel like sometimes people don't like I feel like it would be so good. The world would be a better place if people used their struggles as motivation to help other people mm. rather than use it as a way of like, do you know what? I, and I've actually seen people say this. Like I've seen influencers in the UK tweet and say things like this of, I worked hard to get here. You got to try and figure out your own way because when I was doing it, there was no one else there to help me. And I'm like, you were there and you wanted people to help you and there was no one to help you. So shouldn't you then use that as, use yourself as a platform to help other people because you knew how hard it was for you to do it on your own? It's just crazy. People don't want to do it. And like that's that, that was part of the reason why obviously I started the podcast because there, there was a lot of kind of like finance troubles that I went through. And I always tell people, look, I went through the hard stuff so you guys can hopefully avoid it. Like learn from my mistakes, like in that sense. And obviously when it comes to, you know, being put onto brands, like there, there's been times where, where brands have been like, okay, cool. We, we need, um you know, three people. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're one, Kia. Um, do you have any other people? And I'll give them a list. I'll be like, go through. This is the list of people. And not everyone, like, I, I'd say if, if I give like a list of 10 people, maybe I know two personally, but either there's people that I've observed on social media who are working hard, who would fit the, the bill of what they're looking for. Um, and I'm like, especially in like the black community, I feel like we always complain and say that, oh, you know, black people um, support black businesses, but what do people really do? Like no one's really trying to help each other. So I'm like, you know what? If I can put my community on, I'm going to do it. And like, I've, re- I've always told my friends, so like, I have a couple of friends who like do hair, do makeup and stuff. And I've said to them, when I blow, you guys are coming too. Like you, you will be, like you've been doing my hair and makeup now, obviously just like, you know, for, for smaller stuff. When it gets to the big stuff, I'm bringing you guys along because the, yeah. what's the point of me? get in the bag and then you guys like I've left you guys where you are if I can bring you back bring you on then I'm going to do so yeah a lot of people don't don't think like that it's, it's, it's really sad yeah, a lot of it's sad. but talking about like financial struggles because um I think I've I mentioned this in another episode where I was just saying like even like things like saving and stuff it wasn't something because I feel like in some some demographic I feel like saving is something that it's instilled from when they were like children, like opening um, a savings account and stuff like that for them when they were younger so they can um, have enough money for when they go to college and things and, you know, go to uni and stuff like that. And I feel like with me personally, I feel like with saving, I only really got the gist of saving or the importance of saving when I started working. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's not something that we really teach like our kids. It's not really taught to us that like, you need to save. Like a lot of times you're just, when you get paid, is that okay? I'm going to spend this, this, and that. But and then wh- whatever's left over, that's what you say. Whereas now, I feel like for me, things have switched. Where this is this is how much I want to save, and then what's left over is what I'm spending. If that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Obviously, I was um I was quite lucky in the sense that my parents were one of the parents who taught me from young, mm. taught me about how saving works, and they opened me a junior ISA before I even knew what ISAs were. But I had one, had mm. money in there. Um, and did all that from young so that that wasn't a new concept for me when I got older Mm. Um, but I do think it's almost doing people disservice not learning that and yes there there is some onus on parents but equally if parents maybe don't know themselves and we we, we almost like 
idolize our parents and hear me out when I say this, but I mean, as in, we, we, we almost assume that because they're our parents, they must have good financial habits. Mm. And it's just, some of them just, just may not. Some, some parents may just not save. They, they, they kind of just live paycheck to paycheck. And that's, that's, I mean, that, that is the lifestyle that you have, mm. but I feel like it's important to have maybe like another avenue where people who say, you know what, I want to kind of do this for myself. I'm trying to save up for a car. I'm trying to save up for lessons. I'm trying to save up for my house. Um, you know, I don't really know how to save. I know you put money away, but then I keep touching it. What can I do? Um, and it's definitely very important. It's, it's an important thing that people need to learn uh, because I think the, 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 the putting away part is the easy part. That's the, everyone can put money away. It's the being disciplined and leaving it there. Mm. That's, that's the hard part of saving. Um, and it's taken me a, quite a while to get the discipline because, like I said, I've always had the habit of saving. It's just getting the discipline and not dipping into it um, like like I usually would. Yeah. So now I have, oh, if I tell you about savings accounts, I have, it's ridiculous. Um, but now, obviously, I've got that discipline where I just put my money in different places. But it's definitely something that is important to learn for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like with saving, I think I've definitely gotten better at it. Um I think you do have your moments where you're like, okay, I'm gonna dip, I'm gonna dip. <laughs> and it's like, okay, no, yeah. you're doing you're doing too much now. Like so, but I feel like, yeah, I think over the I think, yeah, over the past couple of months, I think I've definitely gotten better and just knowing that not not um spe- not spending too much and knowing that this is um what I need to save. And I think also setting up a standing order is definitely helpful yeah. as well. So it automatically just comes out and I'm like, okay, I'd have to look at that, it's just done. I'd have to do it myself because I feel like when you do it yourself, it's like, okay, I'm going to cut back a little bit because, you know, I want to get this shoe, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think saving is definitely really, really important. Because um, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, um, being in um, lockdown has made me realise how much I need to save and London's going to get more expensive now. And the, like a lot of people are getting scared, especially with like all these new changes that are coming up as well. Um so yeah, if, if I feel like if you've been saving, then you shouldn't really be worried. No, and but also it's, it's it's almost nice to remind people that there isn't like a a a wrong time to start. Like if mm. if you haven't been saving, that's okay. But it's like if you want to start, then just start today. And I tell people like you don't have to save a hundred pounds every single week. Mm. You can save five pounds a week because it's more just getting like I mentioned, it's getting the habit of it and getting used to it. Yeah. So then when once you've got the discipline of how to do it and how to just put money aside you can go from saving five pounds a week to putting away 50 pounds a week if if, if your income allows or whatever it is mm. that that is comfortable for your income but it's just learning that discipline so i remember um my brother he's younger than me my dad made him put away i think two or three pounds a week mm-hmm. and that was it like you have to learn to put money away so now he's got his first job and he does it himself Mm. because he, he's built like that, that discipline from young um he just puts away money himself and he, he'll tell me oh yeah no I've got money in savings it's all right if I need this I've got savings and I'm like wow you got savings I'm surprised <laughs> but that's that's because he learned it yeah yeah um, I agree with what both of you have said I feel like yeah it's not something that is taught to everyone but I do think like like he said earlier um I feel like sometimes is some parents don't don't actually know Mm. them to teach you what they don't know themselves but I also think as well that um not every I don't know I feel like with saving of course you can actively make an effort to save but sometimes it can come from I don't want to say a place of privilege but you know some some people are not privileged to be able to to save do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like from hand was it from paycheck to paycheck mm. um it'd probably be more difficult 
for them. So I'm talking in terms of the, you know, the parents who weren't able to teach their kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine like the generation who who just first came here and stuff like that. They were just trying to, you know, trying to figure it out and trying to do all these things. But I do think that when it comes to like, um, like saving, I feel like in general, when you think about it, savings, actually planning, like it's planning for, obviously planning for the unknown, but it's planning in general. Yeah. But it's like recently I've been thinking about how people actually need to plan to have kids rather than just have them. Because mm-hmm. even with that, well, that's something that will smack your bank account into reality. But a lot of people don't, they don't plan. So I feel like, I do feel like saving, it's just, I feel like it just helps. So even if it's like a pound today or one pound or two pounds tomorrow or 50 pounds, you know what I mean? It's just, it creates in you a habit. Yeah. And it's just kind of renews um your way of thinking. And so I feel like if you, if you save, it's kind of the first step of making smarter decisions in life in general. Do you get me? So you wouldn't go out and just buy something because you feel like, um, I deserve when you feel like, do you know what? Actually, I don't think I can afford it. Or like, even when it comes to something bigger, like having kids, do you get me? Like you wouldn't do that because you, you're thinking, okay, do you know what? I can't actually, can I actually afford that? It would just help you like, actually pause and think rather than act on impulse, which I think a lot of people do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's true. Like even being in quarantine has like definitely helped me save even more because, before it's like I wouldn't make food to go to work so I'll be spending mm-hmm. this amount of money in M&S and stuff like that and it's like now it's like okay do you know what now I'm seeing all these people on Instagram making all these different dishes and stuff and how to make this and how to make that and it's like I'm learning all these different meals to make so now there's definitely rice and stew at home I refuse to go to work mm-hmm. I'm buying lunches like I'm not I'm definitely not doing that anymore definitely I can't even I feel like I've learned like I've picked up habits in quarantine mm-hmm. in lockdown that I would definitely want to carry on when, like, post-lockdown. Yeah. So, like, when it comes to like, stuff like cooking more and eating at home more and stuff like that, I think I've all, I've only ordered, I've only had a takeaway twice, I think. Yeah, yeah twice. And even that, because, you know, in Robin Nation's movie, mad and I was just craving what I was craving. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that it's helped people save. But also, like, on the other hand, I've seen, like, a lot of people, like, spending. So I feel like we certainly just have to kind of actively do these things. That like, you act, you have to actively think, you know, I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. But it's also showed me how much we actually waste on, we waste, period. Like, we waste on brunches, we waste on cocktails, we waste on on little lunch snacks. So do you know all those five pounds add up? Yeah, <laughs> listen. Yeah, they do. be adding up. They so it's kind of just made me how much we actually waste money. Yeah. <laughs> we actually throw money away. Yeah. And when you think about all the money yeah, that you could have spent, it's when I get my bank statement and I see all the silly things and I'm thinking, really? And then when you add up, you can actually, like, it's actually shocking, you know? Yeah. When you add up, you're thinking, that's actually money I could have just put on the side. I know, the funny thing is, when I look at my bank statement, I'm like, food, food, takeaway, food. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I remember, like, all you do is just spend your money on food. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I think I was in sixth form, right? <laughs> and I remember I had that money, whatever. And then for some reason, my bank account, it looked low. And I said, no, nah, it's got to be fraud. It's definitely fraud. So I called up, with all the shoulders, I called up the bank. I said, hi, yeah, there's been some fraudulent activity in my account. And they were like, oh, okay. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, there's a whole, like, a bunch of money that's just disappeared. And my was like, okay, let me try and find it for you. Then he looked and he was like, okay. He's like, okay, we kind of got some stuff. He's like, okay, so... River Island, Primark, Wagonham. Oh. I said, you know, well, hi, hello, stop there, thanks. I said, it's all right. <laughs> He's like, I said, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's all right. I get it now. 
I was saying, you only the chest and told the bank I'm screaming. Listen, I proper called them up, was waiting on the phone and all sorts. And I was like, yes, basically, this is the dessert. And he, when he said everything here, I said, all right, never mind. It's all right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Because it adds up. Like, yeah, even when you are spending £10 to £10, it actually adds up. Yeah. Like, money has most value when it's all together. Once you start breaking into it for silly things, it's actually done. Yeah. yeah. I, saw, um, I saw your post as well, Kia, with the, um, the takeaway spend per week. Oh ah, yeah. I saw London and that second and I was like, Do you know what? I'm not even shocked. Because there's so much takeaways in this place that I'm not I'm not even shocked that we're second. But then I was shocked that, that we weren't first, if I'm honest. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm shocked that Northern Ireland is first because what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was very shocked when obviously when I did that research, I was very shocked that we weren't first because I thought that from from, from the, the way that everyone used Uber Eats and Just Eat, I thought that yeah. we definitely smash out of the park. Um but I like I do think, and I used to be really bad at this, it's just convenience. Mm. Ordering takeaway is convenient. It's not good value for money whatsoever. Like, for example, I was, you know, I was sitting at home yesterday and I was thinking, I I always try and pick up my small wins to try and celebrate. And I'm just like, I'm going to order a takeaway. I did this. I'm like, yeah, I can yeah, pick my to do this. I'm going to order a takeaway. That's, that's what I'm trying to do, right? Um, so I was at home yesterday and I was thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to order? Am I going to cook? And I sat down and I thought it through and I thought my favourite thing to order is like Chinese. So I was going to go to my local one and I was figuring out what, what I usually order. Then I sat down and I realised that's £15. And I was like, but there's actually food in my fridge that I can actually cook. And I realised, I said, am I, am I going to drop £15 on food or am I going to cook? And what, 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 once I said that in my head, I was like, yeah, I opened my fridge door and I said, yep, let's get that all out and start cooking now. Yeah. That kind of way, I was like, no chance. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've been doing. Like when it comes to spending, yeah, mm. I like to really think about. It. And also, this is what I always say. Like even when it comes to like clothes and stuff, fashion stuff, I always say to people, "How you know if you really want it? Leave it in your basket and come." If you think about it for two days, I always give myself that two days. If I keep thinking about it, then I'll go back to it. Mm. But a lot of times, which is what I realized, I will be on my phone browsing at something, and I'll be like, "You know, I'll come back to this," and I never come back to it. It's when mm. I go back like a week's time or two, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did want that, didn't I?" But you didn't. You just acted on impulse. And it's the same food. When you put up all the total, because I'm someone who I give into my cravings and I'm just like to myself, listen, mate, okay, this is why you don't have abs because every time you're craving, <laughs> you give it to them. Save money. Yeah. That's I, crazy. When I definitely deep do it, agree with the whole treating yourself thing because I always feel like any little thing I do, I need to treat myself. So even yesterday, yeah, I went shopping and then I was like, you know what? I've done my shopping, my food shopping. Let me treat myself to a takeaway. <laughs> so then I ordered, um, rice and peas and um what's it called brown stew chicken and I just felt so satisfied. But then I thought you're so silly, like you just spent like nearly ten pounds on rice and chicken that you could have made at home. You literally just went food shopping, but I just felt like I deserved to treat myself after shopping in the park. It's actually wild, you know. It's actually very, it's very, very stupid when you really think about it. Human behaviour, I, I, I don't know how we justify it to ourselves, but we always do it. We're just like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm out. So it's like, yeah, of course I want to pick up takeaway even though I just bought food. Yeah. Like that's, And th- to me, I would probably do the exact same thing as you. I'd probably go food shopping and be like, oh, brilliant. I've got, like, my, my fridge is going to be full. On the way back, I'll pass the Chinese and go pick up some Chinese. And it's just yeah. like, well, how does that even make sense? It makes no sense when you actually think about it logically. But in the moment, I'm just like, yeah, I'm cheating myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's the thing of like convenience. Because I was talking about yesterday, and my sister was like, because um, obviously, like, there's been pictures of people like queuing up, like mad queues for McDonald's and stuff. Mm. 
And she was like, I don't, she's like, I've actually not like missed McDonald's or anything. Like she's like, I actually don't care. She's like, I feel like when they, when they opened one near, near us, she's like, I'm not going to care for it. And then my mom was like, do you know what it is? You didn't really care for it anyway. It's just a thing of convenience at the time. Mm. And I feel like with, with um, us as a people anyway, I feel like with um, this current recent generation, I think actually, no, I feel like, like with this Western world anyway, we love easy things that don't take too much time. Like it's all about mm. convenience. Like what is convenient? Mm. What can I just do now? Because when you really think about it, like, why are you not cooking? Like we all, like it's so funny how during lockdown, everyone's become a baker. Everyone has become everyone. Everybody can all of a sudden now, even I've been making cocktails at home. So I'm like, so why are you at BR1 every <laughs> other day? <Monday?" laughs> do you get what I mean? I think it's just like we're actually lazy and that we don't like to put too much effort into things. And another yeah. thing I've actually got though is that as much as you know, when we're out and whatever, like we supposed to, when we're not in lockdown, we're always like, I don't have time, I don't have time, which is why we don't do a lot of things because even meal prep, I think, is bloody long, but. We always like, I don't have time, I don't have time. I actually clock, we actually have time. We just don't make time. Because yeah. even in lockdown, it's easy to like, let, a day can just easily go by without you doing anything. Yeah. But another thing it's taught me is that you need to actually consciously make time for things. So if you really want to, you will consciously make your work lunches rather yeah. than go to MS every every day at 12. Definitely. You, you speak it to me right now, sis. I would definitely. <laughs> I'm because what? No, no more. No more. Don't treat yourself. I'm always listen. I used to treat myself for the any little inconvenience in life. Yeah, I need I need to pick me up. I'm gonna treat myself. I can miss a trainer, but like, you know this is too much. <laughs> any little form of inconvenience, but no. Yeah, treat myself for some nice savings. So another question as well was um so we we kind of spoke about this before we started the podcast was I was I was saying that obviously like there's so many um like there's so many like podcasts youtubers influencers mm. all that stuff and it's like how like obviously in lockdown like a lot of these people um so, well some of these people's businesses are aff- affected but like how like what kind of tips would you say um to survive for these businesses to survive in terms of like, their money and stuff because obviously like they're not getting their customers coming to them anymore so like how mm. what tips do you have for them to like survive in case there's anyone listening um, I'd say obviously number one is to definitely make sure you have some money set aside, which I think a lot of people prior to lockdown, um, especially people, people businesses didn't think about because I know mm. the UK didn't even. I remember I tweeted before we went into lockdown a week before that there was lockdown was going to happen, and everyone was like, "This UK would never lock down," and because everyone was in a mindset that that would never happen, everything that's working fine now will always continue. Mm. Um, I would say if you have experienced like a decrease in customers definitely make sure you have some money put aside um I think I did a poll the other day and about 50% of the people came back and said that you know they haven't really seen an increase in their customers um since lockdown but a lot of people did so I do think it's quite important to keep pushing it out there because yes there are people who have been furloughed there's unfortunately people who have lost their jobs but there are equally people who have gotten promotions in this time and Mm. people who whose income have been unaffected by this. And those people are still shopping as normal. So I do think it's still quite important to keep pushing stuff out there. And you never know who's looking. Like, for example, um, I needed some graphic design work done. And I was looking for someone during lockdown. Yeah. But yeah. if those people just sat back and just said, oh, yeah, it's lockdown, no one's got money, I wouldn't have seen it, people's work. Whereas you still have to keep pushing because you never know who's going to see it. Um, 
and I, I do think it's probably a good time to maybe depend on you know what kind of brand you have maybe revisit your branding as well um because I know a lot of people just kind of you want to start a business now so you just kind of just have like a quick logo and I'm just going to go a really good brand branding can set you apart and even if you may not be the biggest brand if if I come onto your page and it looks amazing I'm probably going to be more likely to want to purchase from you does that make mm. sense mm. like I always talk about this um uh, one of my friends her her close friend she started the brand called Malika I don't know if you've heard of it um it's like a it's like a women's clothing brand and she started out with no money no money whatsoever she had no money she she had she was trying to earn you know a living she was at university so she started Malika I remember when it was first launched because obviously like I said um, my friend was friends with her so I saw it and I was like oh okay this is quite cool she she designed it all herself and I went on the website I was like oh this is quite cool and then from there she sat down and spent her time learning YouTube learn how to graphic design and now her brand is like whoa like it's, it's had billboards in Shoreditch like it's doing amazing it's only been live for like seven months something like that not been long um so I do think branding is definitely very important because if I see someone who's got like a quick logo I'm I'm that the impression that people are going to get is that okay I don't know if you need to get brand seriously so why should I take it seriously mm. um, if you like I always tell people if you invest in your logo and your branding you now already look more attractive and more appealing because even this morning I saw um a tweet I don't know if you guys again know her hair UK so you know that lace bandit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So her, her her hair brand she said that this morning they made 45,000 pounds in two hours whoa yeah I, that, she tweeted that this morning and I was like that is incredible how so people are, like, that's just proof that people are still shopping yeah. it's just like, how much are you pushing your brand out there mm. wow. and I also actually add to what you've been saying as well I feel like what what I've seen some businesses do as well. Um, so where I, where I get the girl I do my lashes with, um, Lashed Up London, and I get facials with my skin consultant, Skintel Ltd. Mm. What they've done, obviously, they need that physical customers like at their places to do what they do. Mm. So what um, Lashed Up London started doing is she started making like strips, so like mm. personalized um, strip lashes, and then with my um, my facial my skin's consultant what she started doing as well was is um you can order at home facial kits mm. so yes yeah, so i feel like i've seen some people kind of be um be creative about how their business is moving forward so they're still like kind of do, doing business and stuff and still getting customers and still sending stuff out but what they've done is now they've tailored their their usual services to this climate that we're in yeah and, I feel that, and that's a sick idea yeah. That's really good, and like those people can keep that going. So, like, um, yeah. as you said, like creating the the personal dashes. Obviously, once lockdowns lifted, and you know, we get the go ahead to go and you know visit the services in person again. But you can yeah. still have that as an additional stream to your business, and not just purely, yeah. you know, sitting there and constantly doing lashes. You, you can now say, okay, cool, well, I can still earn some revenue by maybe like creating these lashes in bulk and then just selling them on like my website or however you, you choose to, to sell them. And that makes it easier. And like a friend of mine, she was doing nails. Um, so she obviously had to change up what she was doing. So her mm. salon um, offered like a raffle. So you buy like a five pound raffle. And then from there, people were like won different things. Um, so some people were like, won like a free service when they open up again and stuff. And mm. obviously she started doing press on nails. So again, yeah. once she opens, opens up again, she can carry on doing nails, but she can mm. also, selling the press-ons yeah yeah so, actually, can I tell you actually 
someone who's been getting me in the career through this lockdown, um, just Jean, because obviously oh, she's a personal yeah. trainer. She works in like um, like she's a personal trainer. But what she started doing as well was doing Instagram lives. So the first two weeks of lockdown, she did free ones, and then after that, she did a membership. She's yeah. so like a membership where you get like um, obviously we work out every day. She does like a live every day. And then um, you get like nutrition tips. It's like it's basically having like a virtual personal trainer. And she's also said like when lockdown's finished, she's made it in a way where when lockdown's finished, she can carry on with that as well. Hmm. So if you think about that, there's some people, if you're like working, kind of working smart and like working creatively, you've kind of found a new way to even earn some more, if you think about it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Definitely. I think what, what it boils down to what we both of you have said, basically, it's just like, thinking outside of the box and still being able mm-hmm. to cater to your customers yeah like the press on nails and the beat and the virtual instagram workouts and stuff like that. i feel like that's really thinking outside of the box and making people still feel included and use like you said still earning a bit extra on the side because mm. like a lot of businesses they feel like oh um they're lo- they, they're losing their customers and they lose that kind of momentum and they're you know not they, they feel like they won't be able to survive in this lockdown but I think if you just really sit down and think about who your target audience is and how can you cater to them in their house, yeah, yeah, you should you should be fine. But I think right I, now yeah. we're in an age where people are really scared and like there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm. Yeah, because I think probably there probably are some people who want to start business and stuff or wanted to start a podcast, but they probably are too scared to start it right now because they probably before this probably haven't thinking of starting it. But because now when we're in lockdown, they're probably just too scared to start because they feel like they might not get that same, I don't know, support as um, if we were not in lockdown. But it's just, yeah, yeah, it just boils down to going for it and not being scared of the outcome. I mean, like, if if, if you you take me, for example, obviously I've been doing this for, like, all of this, you know, finance personal finance and podcast and everything for just over seven months now mm. and if I didn't start when I did and bearing in mind like people like who, who may know it took me it was five days from me deciding I was going to start a podcast to launch the first episode wow. so in that time I had no idea how to do podcasts I didn't know I didn't have a logo didn't have anything didn't even have a name so in that those five days I could do all of that find a studio record everything and then launch it but if you told me then where I'd be now, I wouldn't have believed you at all. Mm-hmm. At all. I would have said, you're, you're, you're lying. There's, there's no way. But because I started when I did, I was able to then be like, okay, cool. Like now now I'm able to keep building, keep building from something that I genuinely thought would just be something a bit, a bit of fun. And I, did you know what, if I'm honest, I thought because it was finance, people wouldn't be interested. So I thought, I'm going to do this and it's probably not going to be that great. People probably won't be interested, but I'm going to give it a go. And mm-hmm. now I'm in this position now today. No, I when I saw it, I was like, I love it because it's it's very different like we don't have because I feel like sometimes with podcasts you, we tend to have the same category or types of podcasts whereas I feel like with your one is very different and it's very educative as well and I feel like with black people in general these are things like I said before like in other cultures it's something that they just they openly talk about whereas I feel like in our culture sometimes we just don't really talk about money because it's like sometimes people feel too they feel like they, you know you shouldn't have too much money or if you do have too much money you shouldn't really talk about it because you're not being humble and stuff like that so yeah yeah I feel like we should start normalizing talking about money and it doesn't take away that from the type of person that you are doesn't make it shouldn't make you feel like you're not doing well enough or you know it should Mm. rather like encourage you and you know make you want to level up as well yeah thank you I mean I I I wanted to open a dialogue that that was definitely was something that was important to me because my parents were always quite transparent about 
not necessarily how much they earn, but just money in general. They want it to be a normal thing. Mm. Um, I know some of my friends that was quite normal as well, we just kind of just spoke openly. So if someone was struggling, it would just kind of spoke openly. Um, and that was kind of it. Then I realised how much it wasn't normal, especially like when you mentioned earlier, Esther, you said, you know, that everyone, according to Twitter, everyone owes 100k or more. Yeah. Um, and let's be re- realistic now, like, but... Yeah. 99% of people on Twitter do not earn 100k or more yeah let's be actually real black Twitter in your heart you may be earning it but in reality you're not so let's just be open about how much you're earning but instead of saying oh yeah you know you must be broke because of this let's just say you know what this is how much I earn I'd love to be at 100k how how can I close that gap because th- there are people on like the, the the TL who are in tech who are closing that gap and edging towards that that amount so instead of belittling other people who you know maybe making different comments and you know cutting back on certain things let's just say you know what I want to be at that that point like you I want to humble myself figure out how can I reach that point that's that's what it has to be yeah people I've concluded everyone's social media everyone's mad so everyone's crazy and that's it. it's not this, this, this space to be talking about this. I just feel like everyone's got their own, everyone's got their opinions and everyone likes to be shallow on there. So I, I feel like when it comes to money, Twitter is definitely not the space to talk about. It. No. <laughs> everyone's a bloody expert. Everybody yeah. knows everything and everybody's got the right advice and the right words and the right, and it's like, do you know what? Rest. Okay. I've, I've, I've had people challenge me on stuff that I've said. Yeah, I say, oh no, that's that's incorrect. Sorry, by the way. And I've said, oh, that's interesting. You know, how did you get to that? And they they, they explain their 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 interesting way of thinking. And I come back with facts because I always like to back myself up with facts. And I come back yeah. with facts and silence. Silence. And I'm, like, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you came with so much vim, convinced that I was incorrect without yeah. doing any research before coming at me when this is what I do. Exactly. Yeah. I made a random comment, and you know, it's nothing to do with anything. Then cool, but this is literally what I do. So coming to me, at least have some sort of facts. Because I'm not saying I get everything right. I might have read something wrong and I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. My bad. Mm-hmm. Let me do that. But nine times out of ten, people just want to seem like, oh, yeah, well, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm like, really? And I'll, I'll bring bring up stats. And I'm like, they're like, oh, silence again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. I, I find it hilarious when that happens. It's so jokes. It's crazy. Yeah. Everyone likes to feel, feel like they know everything on Twitter. So me, I just retweet. Laugh and I'm out. That's it. <laughs> I just come there to laugh. That's literally it. Literally. And just see people doing amazing. That's it. Yeah. I'm telling you. So yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Esther, do you have anything else or um I was gonna ask you actually. I was gonna ask you oh crap. Okay, I was gonna ask you actually, like how did you develop an interest in um finance? I think I know you mentioned, you know, your parents were open and stuff, but yeah get into drilling. sorry let, let me just move that i don't know who's drilling outside it's not like they're drilling the whole street up sorry I can't hear it, you Could you can't hear it? no no okay i'll say where i am to me it just sounds like <laughs> <laughs> terrible. sorry carry on sorry yes yeah, so i want to say like how you kind of got into this and then also as well like what do you offer any services so that people know oh uh, yeah that's a good one actually um okay how I got into this so as yeah as, as you mentioned my parents were definitely very open and very instrumental from young so they always taught me from young you know how to save all these different types of things and then I got to um about sixth form I'd say and I studied economics and I went in there and I was the only person in the class who'd never studied it before so I was the bottom of the class for you know the first year 
because I was trying to learn economics. And then I really just fell in love with it. So I fell in love with almost like the business side of everything. Um, and then from there, the, the, I realised that a lot of my friends, so in my sixth form, um, I went to like one of the best in the country, at, at, you know, um, and we got, we got £200 every term. Every single student got a bursary of two hundred pounds every term. Wow! Okay. And so that that was amazing, right? Every, every six weeks, we got two hundred pounds. I was like, great, cool, that's fine. Um, but a lot of people would just blow it, and instead of blowing it, I would save my bursary every time because I was working as well. So I'd spend my wages and save my bursary. Yeah. And I noticed that a lot of people were just blowing it, and then a, a week after we got bursary, everyone's there trying to scramble for change for the vendor machine at, at six form, and I'm just like, well, okay, well, everyone's not really handling their money correctly. So that mm. kind of like sparked the idea for me. And then when I got to university, um, obviously that that threw me into gear mate because I moved out, I, I went lived obviously away from home, and that made me actually realise and work out about money. Um, and a few of my friends actually fell into fraud. One of my friends. She trusted, you know, some some of the, the fraud guys, and they took three three thousand pounds away from her account, and she never oh, got that back. No. So I, I realized there from and bear in mind, there's like a group of five of us. I was the only one who didn't do it; the other four did. Wow. But then one of my friends, I managed to get her to block her account before they they accessed it because she, she was in two minds about it, and I managed to get her to do it. But then the other guys, you know, kind of lost their money. Um, and then from there, I realized there's really like a lack of education around finances and like yeah and I know quite a bit obviously because of my parents and just my interest in general so I realized I said you know what I want to actually do something and I believe it was in second year of university I started up a YouTube series mm. for Life Lessons with Kay um but again at the time a lot of people didn't come onto YouTube to watch finance videos they were on there to watch makeup videos or to watch whatever they want to watch so I I stopped that but I didn't give up on it um and then yeah what October last year was when my tweet about the help to I saw did the rounds yeah and it all kind of took off from there so I, I never really gave up on it it was always it's always been a passion of mine it was just kind of parked up um and put to the side and I think for me talking to my friends it was definitely evident that there wasn't really many people the information is there but there wasn't many people talking in the language of young people yeah. Because a lot of people were just like, if someone just told, told, told me about how, you know, credit cards work the way you said it, I would have got it a long time ago. But no one said it that way. So I didn't quite understand what it all meant. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what made me realise, like, okay, there's, there's definitely a big need, especially for young people anyway, to actually understand these topics. Because you everyone wants to be successful, but you can have a million pounds. And there's people who won the lottery and won how many millions who are broken out because they had no money management. So... I realised that it's definitely a very important skill. Um, so, yeah, that's how I came about with that. Um, in terms of services, I actually don't offer any services at the moment, you know. I actually don't you offer should. any services at the moment. You really should. Um, yeah, you know, it's something that I've, I'm working on. I, I don't like to rush into things, so in my oh, head I like to consistency plan. That's, that's always me. Um, but obviously at the moment, there's the podcast, we've got the website now, uh, got the YouTube channel that's launched as well. So all that's kind of there if you if anyone wants to get information. Um and yeah. Nice. Lovely. Um what other questions would I ask? Could I um do you have like any saving tips you can share with people? Yeah, cool. So I am like I'm a serial saver, it's ridiculous. I've got seven savings accounts. Whoa. Um yeah, I've got seven, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But I'd say if for someone who's struggling to save, one thing that really did help me, so when I got my first job, is I got a savings account. I opened a savings account with, I think, Santander at the time. Mm. I opened it up and I didn't get online banking. So I had the details for it. 
Mm. You couldn't have the app for it. But I set up a standing order to leave my account. Every Friday, it's just a day I picked. Every Friday, um, that's £5 from my account into that savings account. Mm. And for about three years, I didn't have online banking for it. And if I needed any money to come out of that, I had to go into branch. And obviously, that's, mm. that's long. You, you, you must really need the money if you're going to go to branch, right? I was <laughs> that's it um but that definitely did help me build up a big stash of money um another one so that's obviously one tip that people can use signing order and get another account um another tip that i'd say is obviously this this is kind of like a standard one that a lot of people do is people save a percentage of their income um so that people might choose to save 10 20 30 percent of their income whatever income they get i am not always of the opinion of this just because I think for me because my income can fluctuate I don't necessarily want to define it to a percentage yeah um so I just put away an amount that's comfortable for me depending on what income I get um but again that can work for some people if if you're on like a salary and you get paid the same amount every single month then maybe a percentage will work yeah Um, another one is I I love apps there's apps because I'm so lazy I'm a lazy saver I want apps to do it for me so I don't have to think about it um so apps such as like plum chip and Tandem, so that's T-A-N-D-E-M, all three of those, they will basically look at, so you link it up to your bank account, it will assess how much income you've got in there and work out how much you can afford to save and it will make that movement for you. So you'll get like a notification on your phone, it'll say like, for example, me, it'll be a hikia, we're going to move, I don't know, £3.62, you know, tomorrow into a savings account for you. And Mm -hmm. it's always like small-ish amounts, you don't notice it go, but it really does build up. Like I've got money in my plum account because it just moves money over. And I'm just like, okay, it's taking like one pound, whatever. It's taking four pound, whatever. Okay, take it then. But you, mm. that way it just gradually, gradually builds up. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely some some key tips. If, if you want to get into saving, um, either standing order, I'd say is probably one of the best ones or get one of the apps to just do it on your behalf and just let it go. Mm. I've actually been seeing um, a trend as well in... Um... One thing I forgot to talk about as well was um, budget templates. I've seen a lot of yeah. So I've seen people selling it, and I'm like, I don't know, because with me, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna save a certain amount for a certain percentage of my salary, and that's it. But and then I'm like, I don't know if I if I can be bothered to break down literally everything into a spreadsheet. Like I, I'm one of those people. I'm just really lazy with things like that. But like, do they like? I just wanted to like, do they actually work? Is it like useful to have them? I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on how disciplined you are. I'm. Obviously, there's, there's three different ways of budgeting. You can do spreadsheet, you can do pen and paper, or you can use apps. Mm. Um, I I tried spreadsheets, but they're just not for me. I think it just depends on how you are. And I'm not, as much as I'm meticulous, I'm not that meticulous. So I'm just kind of like, the most important thing for me is how much am I getting in, how much it needs to go out in bills, mm. and the rest is I'm going to divide up into savings and what I want to spend for the month. Yeah, That's yeah. just that's how I do it. Um, but I do think they're helpful, especially if, for example, you might have debts that you want to repay back it might be worthwhile to break down exactly what needs to go out so you can work out, right, this is what I have left over. How much am I going to pay off to this debt? Um, you know, what kind of time frame do I want to pay it off in? All that. Um, but, I mean, they do work. It's, it's worthwhile downloading one. I, I know some people sell it, but there's loads of free ones online. There's tons yeah. of free ones. Literally search free budgeting spreadsheet. There's loads online. Give it a go. You might fall in love with it. You might say absolutely hate it. I use pen and paper personally. I just write everything down because I like to view lists. Um, but yeah, it all depends on what's comfortable for you, really. Mm. Yeah, it's been lovely having you. This is very inspiring. I'm going to definitely pick up on a few of those. I think I downloaded Plum off your recommendation. And I looked into it. 
<laughs> but I did it like I think I was in the middle of something, so I never actually went back. Mm-hmm. Looking to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Actually, you remind me. Do it. I'm telling you, you you you'll be you'll be thankful for it afterwards. I've got money in there. I'm just like, really? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Maybe increase my saving accounts as well, so I know it's not I've in one place. I've even seen like, on the tubes and stuff. Yeah, when like I think there's like all these different apps where it'll be like, oh, um, you spend this much on the coffee, and then it'll like round up. I don't know if you've seen those ads on the tube. Yeah, yeah. My, my does that. Nutmeg, I think, has an advert doing that. Yeah. Um, obviously, Starling and Monzo do roundups as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's becoming a new thing now. Plum obviously does does roundups as well. Yeah. 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 The Monzo is so loud. I've got Monzo, and I'm just like, you are so loud, sir. Like, sir. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I best believe, yeah, that since the time that I opened up my Monzo, I have not used it. Oh my gosh! I know. Because we got it for um, Afronation. Yeah, I have not touched it. Wow. Do you know what? Do you know what? Actually, do you know what? Actually, my Monzo is like my savings. I have money in. There. I don't because I, I use my um, normal bank account all the time. Yeah. Monzo is like a backup for me. So when, if I have money in there, I just leave it in there. Okay. So whenever I like I loan someone money, or I want them to send money back to me. Mm. I always tell them to tell them to sell it to my Monzo, because I never, I don't sell Monzo. Yeah. So that, I think that's gonna, be my, that's gonna be my second one then, my second savings account. Yeah, take it. Why not? Yeah. And I know they do like a, a pot as well. Yeah, you can create pots. That's quite handy, and 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 you can lock them away as well. So you can you can lock it for a specific date if you wanted to, um, to help you with saving. Do you know actually what you said is actually so true? All these things are out there, we just don't research it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. But but if you think about it, that's that's with a lot of things like with um working out, everything's on the internet. It's just that we don't want to research. So then someone's able to come and capitalize on that because yeah. they've done the research on your behalf, so you'll pay for it because they've compiled it all in one place. Yeah. That's that's how a lot of services are and a lot of businesses are. Really? Do you know what? That's very true, you know, because the other day I was looking for a workout and I thought, okay, I'm going to start work- doing two workouts a day now mm-hmm. to speed up this fat burning process. Mm-hmm. And I went on YouTube because I always feel like oh, it's going to be like, there's going to be too many videos, blah, blah, blah. But within like my third click, I had found the one. Mm-hmm. And because that trainer was so good, I just subscribed to his personal page. I was like, mm-hmm. all these things are actually out there. You just can't bother. Because a lot of times I pop off the second workout and I'm like, oh, it's going to take a while to like, kind of find the right one. Like, by the time I find the right one, I'm going to be just tired because it can be draining searching and searching. But then I was like, sis, you actually did it in like two clicks. So what is your problem? Yeah. Exactly. We need to stop being lazy. It's even stop being lazy. Save you money. It's even it like, like takeaways and stuff. Like now we can actually make our own like takeaways. Whereas before we were spending so much on making a pizza and big and buying cakes. Now we can make them in our kitchen. Exactly. Save a coin. Save a coin and do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That I, mean, I think this title, is yeah. So that might be the title, Save a Coin and Do It Yourself. <laughs> That's a good title, sis. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna yeah. say yeah, I feel like this is um this is a good new challenge. So what we started doing here yeah, recently, we did I don't think we did one we didn't set a challenge last week. So we're trying to set challenges on the podcast so yeah. we can come back to it and that like, listeners can come back as well and like, can, we can kinda of do this thing together. So our first challenge was to complain less. So when you want to, a lot of things is really not that deep. It's really not, we're just so dramatic in the moment. So we're like, not be as negative and let's not complain so much. Mm. So when something happens, you have just to take a moment before reacting. And we were like, um, if we complain, we'll put like a pound away, was it? Yeah, yeah. Not, I complained, I didn't put a pound away, but <laughs> that's still the point. Starting fresh this week, I think, with the, what do you think the challenge to be, Aquila? To, um, no takeaways 
or create. Yeah. I, I've got a challenge if you want. Okay, go on then. So this is this is one that, that my friend and I are doing. So we basically said, so similar to what we've been saying, that we're going to cook more. And we have said that if we succumb to, to takeaway, we have to put away £50 savings. That's so because, because you, you really don't want to put away that hefty amount, it will make you be like, right, I'm going to cook. What have I got? Or I've got to buy some ingredients to cook. I mean, obviously, you don't have to do 50 pounds, but I, it, it was an interesting challenge to do. Yeah. That okay, that's it then. Yeah. Listeners, you heard it. If you, <laughs> if you get takeaway and don't try and do little um, terms, um, little, what's, the, what's that thing when people try and justify it? Oh, oh, like, like, oh yeah, like find like a loophole or something. Yeah, that's it. So don't try and be like, oh, well, you know, my family bought it. No, your lips <laughs> could have gone to the kitchen and made you some food. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's, a, that's actually going to be a, quite a challenge for me as well because you're going to save a million pounds I refuse to order anything from today till the next next week that we record the episode I'm not I'm not buying no, it. it doesn't work that way it's an ongoing challenge you see oh, that look already already <laughs> okay, my bad. My bad. for two minutes, sis. <laughs> I'm so done. So yeah, guys, that is a challenge for um the rest for the rest of quarantine, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Do you know what would actually be a good challenge as well? Yeah, is if you go out yeah to eat, you save half of what your bill was. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh that's yeah. Because you know that, I feel like once lockdown is done, yeah, we're all going to be in and out of restaurants and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Be in and out, but be in and out of your savings as well because you're going to, not even be in and out, be in your savings because you're going to have to save half of what your bill was. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's been lovely having you with us, Kia. Thank yeah. you for coming. Hopefully we get to do this again when we're out and free and we can actually meet each other properly. Really good, yeah. <laughs> But um, could you let people know where to find you, please? Your podcast, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. all of that. YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah. My podcast is called Pains of Pounds. It's on all platforms. We also have uh, Instagram, which is Pennies of Pounds Pod. Um, we have Twitter as well, which is Pennies of Pound, singular. Someone took the, the plural version, so it is what it is. Oh. <laughs> um, um, yeah, YouTube is Pennies of Pounds TV, and we've just got content coming every single week. It's very stressful being a one man band, but content is every single week. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. It's so great having you with us. Thank you. So, yeah, um, we are at the end of our episode. <laughs> um, it's your girl, Ikea Aubrey. It's my own royalty. Oh, wait, pause. Pause. We've got content on our YouTube channel. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, for us on there check the video out we're going to be doing well we're going to be doing different kind of challenges but fun challenges yeah. a different kind of challenge <laughs> um so subscribe to us on there as well and then follow us on twitter and instagram at no shape pod yeah and hashtag when you're listening yep and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because you know yeah and get your parents to listen to this as well because they can you know learn some stuff about saving as well <laughs> no shade obviously but, um, yeah. <laughs> perfect so yeah thank you guys for listening and we are out bye bye, bye.